I am Gian Villatoro, the founding pastor of Victory Church, and today from Odessa, Texas, our service, better late than never, but better on time. November 7, 2021, our worship service number 263. And I would like to invite you to download the bulletin. You can do it going to the website, vchurch.us. Look for the tab bulletins, and then you can download it directly to your device. Or the other way is to use the QR code that you see on the screen. Bring your phone, open the camera, point towards the QR code, and then you will be able to download the bulletin of this message. We want to thank you for your support. You know that without you, we couldn't do what we do. It is an honor. Now, if you would like to support our ministry, you can go to the URL vchurch.us forward slash give, or you also can do it through a text message. The number is 432-268-0007. You indicate the amount and the system will take you through. Thank you, dear church members. You are faithful in giving to the Lord and supporting our ministry. Thank you, Tracy, for the songs. Thank you, Sebastian, for your work. And here we are now, ready to begin our worship service. You know, with uh, this new change of uh, time, sometimes we lose one hour, sometimes we gain an hour, and I believe there is one state, or I don't know, maybe more than one here in America, that they are not changing their time. They say, we don't care. We're going to stick with the same time. But uh, here in Texas, we do, and we are changing that time now. For good or for bad, the point is now we need to adjust, adjust our, <laughs> our watches, clocks in the wall. Everything that is digital, we know, is automatic. And it's possible that actually right now, and I can see some of you, and I can see through the window some of the cars passing, thinking that you guys are going to still get your cup of coffee. Come on, you are late. You are late, right? Now, some of you are saying, well, you said that it's better late than never, right? And I agree. I always believe that it's better coming late than never. But it's better if you come on time. And that is what we will discuss today, right? I would like to invite you to read with me this passage of the scripture. From the easy to read version, we read in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Dear God, guide us. Talk to us through your word. Amen. God's kingdom is like a man who owns own some land. These are words from the Lord Jesus. One morning, the man went out very early to hire some people to work in his vineyard. He agreed to pay the workers one silver coin for working that day. Then he sent them into the vineyard to work. About nine o'clock, the men went to the marketplace and saw some other people standing there. They were doing nothing, so he said to them, if you go and work in my field, I will pay you for what your work is worth. So they went to work in the vineyard. Next verses, five and seven. So they went to work in the vineyard. The men went out again about 12 o'clock. And again, at three o'clock, 
Both times, he hired some other workers to work in his vineyard. About 5 o'clock, the men went to the marketplace again. You notice how interesting is this? That is like every three hours. Three, important number in the Bible. He saw some other people standing there. He asked them, why did you stand here all day doing nothing? They said, no one gave us a job. The men said to them, then you can go and work in my vineyard. 5 p.m. <laughs> Verses 8 through 11. At the end of the day, we don't know exactly what time was it, but you know we can guess around 7-ish when it's sunset, perhaps. The owner of the field said to the boss of all the workers, call the workers and pay them all, starting by paying the last people I hired, then pay all of them, ending with the ones I hired first. The workers who were hired at 5 o'clock came to get their pay. Each worker got one silver coin. Then the workers who were hired first came, came to get the pay. They thought they would be paid more than the others, but each one of them also received one silver coin. When they got their silver coin, they complained to the men who owned the land. Verses 12 and 14. They said, those people were hired last and worked only one hour. So that means they ended at 6 p.m., the shift. But you pay them the same as us. And we worked hard all day in the hot sun. But the men who owned the field said to one of them, friend, I am being fair with you. You agreed to work for one silver coin, right? So take your pay and go. I want to give the man who was hired last the same pay I gave you. Verses 15 and 16. Listen to this, it's interesting. He says, I can do what I want with my own money. Why would you be jealous because I'm generous? Then Jesus concluded saying, these are his powerful words. So those who are last now will be first in the future. And those who are first now will be last in the future. <laughs> I love to listen the words from the Lord Jesus, sometimes they are so clear and sometimes they are so complicated. Sometimes he, he says things that you're just thinking, what does that mean? <laughs> right? But I want to tell you several things and I would like to start by talking about the concept of work. Okay? So there are some issues that I want to discuss with you and we will start with the business owner. For example, when it's about work, what is what business owners should do? They need to be fair with their employees. In what way? Well, if they offer something to an employee in the contract, they need to stick with their words. And you know, it's not about the contract, the document itself. Anyone who is a business owner should have a code, ethic work, code. And one of those is his word. 
If you say, if you promise you're a business owner and you promise something to one person working for you, you need to fulfill your word. Being fair with the employee, it's an important thing. Today, we don't see that much. In fact, if we talk about the day of pay, payday, you know, some companies, they use up to two weeks to pay the employee. Well, let me ask you this question. Who do you think has more resources to wait to wait two weeks to get paid? The employee who lives check by check or the employer who is an entrepreneur who has more money? Obviously, right? So how is it that big companies are going to make the poor employee wait, make him wait up to two weeks? That's not fair. That's not fair. The employer needs to find ways to have the money for the employee as soon as possible. The example we have here in the Bible is this. At the very end of the day, so because the, the paid was agreed, I will give you a, a one silver coin per day. And for whatever reason, that was the agreement. So the person worked, and then the person gets paid. It's important for business owners to be fair with the employee in reference to money, especially. Paying what is right, what they agree, not making discounts out of stuff that actually is for the benefit of the company. That's not fair. Many examples that I can give you, like uh, not offering even a partial payment to the health insurance or any other benefits. Important, if you are a business owner, you need to think of how are you going to pay well to your employee. Why is that? Because without them, you are nothing. Companies without employees are nothing. So companies are making a huge amount of money all the time. They need to pay well to the employees. The second aspect about being fair in the work environment for the business owner is to be fair with the suppliers as well. Why is, why is that thing of 90 days to pay a supplier? 90 days? Which kind of company can survive with 90 days financing a customer? That is not right. You know, many times you see suppliers giving everything they can, going the extra mile in order to serve customers. And some of those customers having the money, they don't pay to the suppliers. And sometimes the supplier is the one providing the basic ingredients in order to make money to this company. They are making the money. They already got the money but they don't want to pay to the supplier. That's just not right. You need to be fair with your suppliers. The third aspect is you have to be fair with your customers. If you have a business and you are offering some benefits to the customer for signing up soon or early or you know whatever is what you do, you need to be fair with your customers. So many companies today are lying openly. You know, one thing is advertising. You know, the advertisement, we know how is that, you know? They say 80% off in the store today. People say 80% off in the store today, let's go. 
When you go to the store, you know it was just a marketing strategy. They say, yeah, 80% off in this rack. And when you go there, it's just junk. And you are thinking, 80%, that should be free, <laughs> right? Because business are not fair with customers. It's all about making money all the time. There is no integrity. If you are a business owner, I want to encourage you today, be fair with your employees, be fair with your suppliers, and be fair with your customers. Now, when it's about work, you know that there is another key player here, which is the employee. Maybe that is your case. Perhaps you are the employee. So what is what you need to do? You need to be fair with your employer. Meaning what? It starts with the hours of work. If you sign up for a, for a job and you should be there at 8, and you should work from 8 to 5, for example, with one hour lunch, well, that means that you should be there before 8 o'clock. Because I know you are going to go to get something to drink, you will go to the bathroom, you will do some things, right? So the idea is that at 8 a.m. you are ready to work. You need to be fair with your employer, for instance, if they are paying you for travel expenses, you don't go 20 extra miles somewhere to do a personal deal because they are paying for the gas. You shouldn't be charging your employer with extra expenses just because uh, they say, we will pay for, for those things for you. Taking advantage of your employer. Now, I want you to, to understand something. Business owners, they can do that because it's their own business. But if you are just an employee, you work for a company, you need to be fair with your employer. You have to do what is right. You don't do what is right, how can you expect that they will do what is right to you, right? No, you need to be fair with coworkers. Sometimes you see that our coworkers that are very kind, they help you, they are really awesome. Sometimes they have a little need here and there. You know, it's wrong when you just play blind or you're playing deaf and you know coworkers need help. You need to be fair with them, right? Yeah. And the other part that you need to consider is to be fair with customers as well. There are companies that they provide a particular service, and they send a technician, a specialist. And there are not many that can do that kind of work. Those employees, they take advantage of everybody. They take advantage of the employer because they say, nobody else can do this work. They take advantage of the coworker because they say, I'm the only one who knows that, so you're going to wait for me. You're going to do it my way. And finally, they take advantage of the customer because they mistreat the customer because they know the customer needs that service. Even if the customer calls the company, the company says, I'm sorry, but such and such is the only specialist in that area. <laughs> That's not right. Being fair is important when it's about work. But let's talk about the other aspects here. When it's about business, it's particularly with business owners, Yes, you, if you see opportunities, why not? Do more if you can. Why not? So this particular case, we know this uh, landowner, he knew that if he hired more people, he will have more work done. So do more if you can. Business owners, they see opportunities to grow, to expand the business, hiring more employees, getting more equipment, 
more tools, etc. Why not? But do it if, only if you can. You need to search for more help. You know, when you are thinking of opportunities, you, you need to search and do, do your homework in order to, to grow the right way. Because you are not going just to start hiring here and there and buying this and that just because it's there available. You know, sometimes it could be a money pit, and you don't want that. That is why you have to evaluate your budget and say, do I have the money to invest in this? Do I have the money to hire more people to do this and that? Always considering your budget, right? Important, business owners. Now, what about employees? Employees also need to be smart when they see opportunities. Do more if you can. Offer to your employer. Sir, I have extra hours. If you want me to do something else for you, I'll do it. Why not? Sometimes the opportunity is somewhere else. Sometimes it's your opportunity to do a little business on the side. Do more if you can. If you want to, of course. And if you want to, search for more work. Yes, absolutely, you need to do your homework and research. As long as you are not competing with your employer, as long as you are not doing anything against your current employment, you know, like stealing customers or using materials to sell somewhere else, it's okay for you to search for more work, okay? Always, when you are seeing the opportunities, analyze the budget. You have to think a little bit more if going to do this other work is going to be really profitable, or maybe you will just be spending more money and you are not going to, to make any money. But you know what is shocking about this scripture? It says that about 5 o'clock, the men went to the marketplace again, and he saw some other people standing there. He asked them, why did you stand here all day doing nothing? Doing nothing for real? And they said, look at this answer. No one gave us a job. Gave us a job. About that job, Mr. McClendon. I already told you, son, I've got no need for farmers or use for them. Just one minute, Mr. McClendon. My father died last month. That's how come we lost our homestead. I've got a mother and a little sister to feed. I need that job badly. What's your name? Devlin Warren. Well, you got a job, son. See my home ranch foreman. He's over at the corral. <laughs> Step down off of that carriage, mister. I've been punched many a time in my life, but never for hiring anybody. Uh, I don't know what to say. Never begged before. Turn my stomach. I suppose I should have been grateful you gave me the job. Gave? Boy, you got it all wrong. I don't give jobs, I hire men. You intend to give this man a full day's work, don't you, boy? You mean you're still hiring me, Mr. McClendon? Well, yes, sir. I mean, I'll certainly deliver a fair day's work. For that, I'll pay you a fair day's wage. You won't give me anything, and I won't give you anything. We both hold up our heads. Dignity. Certainly, sometimes we are in that place, right, friends, where we are in need for a job. I've been there. I know what it is to be desperate 
to get hired. I have been in, in places quite often <laughs> asking the same question to different employers, and the answer was quite often the same. We will let you know. <laughs> and it's, it is upsetting. It is frustrating. Sometimes you have the skills, or sometimes you have the ability to perform certain job, but for some reason, that particular skill is not needed. And sometimes you get desperate, right? And there are occasions when you just lose your job because the company couldn't afford to continue with the doors open for business, and then you lose your job, and, and you just think, now, what am I going to do? Well, sometimes you need to go and ask directly to somebody, like we see in this example. And, and if they ask you, why do you want the job? This guy said, well, my father died. I'm taking care of my mother and my, and my sibling. So the, the employer said, you get a job. Now, the problem with this is that sometimes people are watching us, right, while we are going through those needs. And some people are mean. And most of the time, those that are mean are very stupid. Forgive me, but this is the truth. They are very stupid, and they start mocking us because they see us strolling with the need for a job, and yet they do nothing. They just watch and laugh and mock us. <laughs> it's awful. My friend, when we are in need of a job, we need to go after people that can hire us. And when we go knocking doors and asking people, I want you to hire me, you, you are not uh, losing your dignity, my friend. You keep your dignity by saying, I need a job, sir, ma'am. Well, how much do you want to make? And sometimes you say, well, I used to make this, but right now I will take pretty much anything. You see? That doesn't mean that you are nobody or you, you have no value or you, you don't appreciate yourself. Simply, sometimes the need is bigger and you just say, I'll take it. I'll, I'll do whatever is needed. The interesting part about it is that people that hire employees, they receive those kind of requests constantly, and they see how many individuals out there, they simply don't want to work. And they are looking for an excuse to not get that job, whether it's for the pay, or the conditions, or the hours, or anything. So who is the one who doesn't have any dignity, actually? Do you understand my point? Dignity is when, when you value yourself and you know who you are and you know that this is a temporary situation and you have to do what you need because it is the right thing to do. It has more dignity, somebody that says, I'll take that job, even if it's to make a little money, rather than the other person that doesn't want to take the job because he's not going to make what this person wants. And this person just chooses to go asking for money to some organization, whether it's government or family or whatever. 
You don't need to lose your dignity, my friend. Never. You have a value. But there is nothing wrong with you knocking doors, asking people who knows who is hiring and where. And then you go. You know, in fact, quite often, the person that gets the job is the one that comes first and is the one that shows more desire to get the job done. And they also get promoted pretty quick. <laughs> Dignity. The other thing is about being fair in the process of hiring and also being hired. When, when a company is in a position of hiring individuals, they also need to have the individual that they have their own value. They cannot just mistreat people like they see a line of 150 people that are filling up an application, filling out an application, they want the interview, and they only have one position. One position, there are 150 people there, and they make them wait, and they make more copies of the thing. You know, that, that's just abusing individuals in need. It's, no, that's not right, it's not fair. It's not fair for the potential employee, it's not fair for the company either, because all that creates bad feelings among, among the community. You know? We need to consider how also, in, in terms of being fair, is the pay. Because sometimes we need to take anything, but sometimes that's just not even fair. I, I'm gonna work so much for almost nothing, no. And about that, you have to consider all the time when it's about getting hired, that there are people with a lot of experience and with great skills, people that know probably much better certain things, and they will get that job done quicker than you. And then you say, well, it's not fair. Well, what is not fair? It's not the other person's fault that they can do that job quicker and faster than you. Well, but I don't have the, the tools. But, but it's not the other person's fault either, you see? What is exactly fair? You need to consider each particular situation. But when you know that it's just not fair for you, you should speak out and said, said to the hiring manager, manager, you know what, with all respect, I don't have these tools, I don't have the experience, but I am willing to work with you guys if you can only pay me this. And that is, is exactly what we need to do. Sometimes we need to have those conversations with hiring managers and they need to evaluate. If they really like you, they really see your potential and they review your resume and they say, you know, this is a person, you know, it's worth it. We need to hire this guy. Being fair, right? <laughs> Let's continue reading the story. At the end of the day, the owner of the field said to the boss of all workers, call the workers and pay them all. Start by paying the last people I hired. Then pay all of them, ending with the ones I hired first. The workers who were hired at 5 o'clock came to get their pay. Each worker got one silver coin. Then the workers who were hired first came to get their pay. They thought they would be paid more, more than the others. But each one of them also received one silver coin. When they got their silver coin, they complained to the men who owned the land. <laughs> I'll be back to this point, but let me give you my little 
uh, heads up about the next worship service on November 14th. Worship service 264, the title is Veterans. I hope to see you here in Victory Church. So, what is what we see here in this passage? We see that some people consider this not fair. Not fair, right? Well, let's go to this image on the screen. And uh, who doesn't like baseball? <laughs> it's a great sport. I played baseball when I was a kid, when I was a kid. I loved it. Even my son Sebastian played baseball. It's a great sport. World Series, mm, my favorite. But in some occasions in baseball, you see this particular moment when the runner that is in first, for example, first base, is trying to steal second base. And then the catcher throws the ball, right? Because they want to have them getting out of the game. And in occasions that happen, sometimes it's safe, sometimes it's out. Who makes the decision? Who makes the decision? Now we have reviews today on TV and all that, but who has the final decision? The umpire, right? Well, this is what happens when these people complain. The owner of the land said to them, I can do what I want with my own money. Why would you be jealous because I am generous? And that is a, is a true statement. Why some business owners give or pay this amount of money to some employees and this other amount to other employees? People can say, that's not fair. But after all, it's their money. They have the right to make a decision. Even the Lord Jesus says, you know, <laughs> those who are last now will be first in the future. What? And those who are first now will be last in the future. People that have been in the kingdom of God forever and ever and ever and ever, <laughs> it says, well, maybe they will be first now. They were last and now they are first. Or perhaps the other way around. What I want you to see is that there is a concept that we need to understand, is who owns everything? When you think of the whole universe, the sun, for, for instance, and the solar system here, all the planets, who owns all that? We know who owns all that. And it's not any of these rich people in the world today, no. They think they own a lot, but in reality, they own nothing. Because you know that once the person dies, that's it. That's it. Even those that are multi-millionaires or billionaires, what do they do with all that money? What is the meaning really of owning so many things? Can, can they use all that in their entire lifetime? There is no way. But when you think about the reality of God, that He really owns everything, that might change your perspective in terms of what do you do with your own life? 
Let me read to you this passage in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Let us approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. How is that we need to approach God's throne? How? And on the other hand, what is what is needed? What is needed is faith. What is needed is that we trust in Him. When finally, my friends, we realize that it is the Lord who owns everything, that He is in charge of the whole universe. It doesn't matter if you are an employee or, or a business owner. It doesn't matter if you are making little money or tons of money. It doesn't matter when it's about understanding that the Lord God is the ruler of the whole universe. He owns everything and he is expecting us, his children and servants, to come to his presence, trusting in his mercy. But we need to believe we need to trust in him that he is real, that he will reward everyone which with sincerity is trying to find him, with honesty. You know that many people today claim to be believers. You see that in social media. Amen here. Praise the Lord there. You know, that's okay. I don't have anything against it. I think it's good. But how many of those amen, amen, hallelujah, praise the Lord on social media are true, are legit? Even in our conversations, how often the amen, the hallelujah, the praise the Lord is legit, is honest, is sincere. When we get together and we go out to eat or we have a birthday party or any event and we say the prayers to give thanks to the good Lord for the food or somebody's birthday, how sincere are the prayers? Or we are just talking words. You know what it says, this scripture? He is real and he rewards those who sincerely try to find him. That's why it doesn't matter what kind of problems we have every day. It doesn't matter what kind, of, what kind of difficulties we face every day. When honestly, sincerely, in a legitimate way, we come to his holy throne of grace with confidence, with faith that he will reward us. My friend, that's the key. That's all that is required. Because once we can say those words to him, we know that everything is going to be all right. One way or other, he's going to take care of us. And that's why we can say something like this statement here. I always will keep my relationship with God. Always. And why is that? Because he is my number one. You need to make God your number one, not your business, not your employment. 
not your source of income, not the person that provides financially for your needs. The Lord God must be your number one. Are you ready for a new life, my friend? Are you ready to start again? You know that in order to start, the only requirement is believing that Jesus is your Lord. Today, I want to share with you this prayer on the screen, and I would love that you read it with me. Say it. Dear God, thank you for showing me that I need to be responsible. Thank you for what you have done in my life and for the wonderful plans you have for my future. I promise you that I will take advantage of every opportunity you give me to receive my rewards here on earth and in heaven. Please help me, Lord. You are the one that I want to adore. You are my God. I open my heart to you. I confess my sins before you. I want to obey you and trust you and serve you forever, my Lord, starting today. I want to see life and people exactly as you do. Please help me, Lord, to become the person you want me to be. It is on the cross, my friends, where everything begins. What if you say with me, I am forgiven by Jesus. My Lord can do everything. His word is true and active in me. My life is going to be great and blessed in 2021. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord smile down on you and show you His kindness. May the Lord answer your prayers and give you peace. From Odessa, Texas, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, in the name of my church, Victory Church, my family, my team, my church members, we say to you, have a beautiful rest of your day. See you next time. for watching Victory Church, please feel free to contact us. Our email address is info at vchurch.us and our phone number is 432-614-9798.